Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hello and welcome inside. It is The DP Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today on Middle Finger Monday. We already have a theme. It'll be Middle Finger Monday all day long. Now, I'm not condoning... Middle finger, I'm not, but it's, I mean, after Kyrie yesterday, it's got to be middle finger Monday, Mike Harmon. We have no choice. Yeah, I think obviously, we, you know, we, we take from the headlines and we try to ascribe a feel uh, and an excitement, right? People did their 40 days of Lent and maybe fasting, right? Maybe you gave up some sugar. Maybe you gave up alcohol. Maybe you gave, gave up, up the NFL. Cursing. Like Tom Brady gave up the well, NFL yeah. for 40 days. I, yeah. I, I was really happy to see so many people jump on the joke that I think I made uh, on our show in the evenings on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, well, about 45 days ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when Tom Brady made the, made the comeback announcement. But, I mean, we got that and we've got day baseball because we've got the marathon game so we'll have that that'll start during our day here on fox sports radio and for the dp show this is so huge so huge, yeah. so much going on in the sporting universe it is but you know look i mean clearly there's there's days and there's days you know i mean the middle finger monday now that and it's got to be also behind the head middle finger monday well sure. that, that might have been my style favorite. with it yeah, yeah that might have been my favorite one you know from Kyrie yesterday not it was you know middle giving middle fingers to the fans but just behind his head giving the middle fingers before an inbounding play now that that's now that that's that's next level right there so maybe it's behind the head Middle finger Monday, I mean, like that, like when when. So it's when you walk by somebody, you got to got to check and make sure they're not doing that to you. Well, I mean, you got to get a little bit creative, right? I mean, obviously you got some angst, and like I said, maybe you gave up a lot of that stuff for the Lenten season. Doesn't mean you have to get it all back in one day. <laughs> I'm giving um, up giving the middle finger to well, people, for but, Lent. but maybe. Uh, you know, but now I'm I, back with a vengeance. Now I'm know, back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
but kinder, <laughs> gentler, all of those things. And you've bottled up some emotions and some angst. Uh, may, maybe you're back on the roads uh, on a Monday morning, right? Maybe coming off a spring break. So, you know, you've got drivers that are irking you early, which means middle finger Monday is going to be Well, now wait a minute. Now wait. Now, <laughs> on the road, I think every day is middle finger Monday, right? You well, live, but, live but, every day like it's middle finger Monday. But maybe you celebrate it with a little bit more gusto today. Ah, true. Uh, okay. And for Kyrie Irving, the fact that this becomes the number one topic, Ooh. you know, NBA playoffs begin, right? We had some spicy and exciting NBA play-in games last week where all the get-off-my-lawn guys were there. Oh, I hate this. This is terrible. There are this many games. Did you watch basketball? Did you like basketball? Because if you like basketball, you got more competitive <laughs> basketball. So what's the problem? Wow, you're like, you're like middle-fingering it already to people that don't like the a playing round. Yes! <laughs> yeah, well, I did. I did right there because, you know, I, I had a couple of days off, right? Bring the audience in to everything, right? My kids were on spring break, so it became the let's run around a little bit and have a little dad-daughter time and, and investigate you know, Southern California and some of the stuff you don't get to do running around with all everybody's schedules becoming so busy. And, and that was the one thing that broke through anytime I checked in on social media. You know, just keep it a prize. What you guys were talking about in my absence in the evening and it's just like what what what's wrong with people you 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 like all this other you like free stuff everywhere else they gave you a couple of free basketball games with some young superstars that maybe you don't watch every night and you're complaining about it okay if they go on and create an upset scenario you'll be the first people to write segments to do multiple segments on what a great upset it is and where does this rank and whatever so you know what they've got to have a chance in order to write those storylines and if they go out and get waxed they're gonna get waxed then, then, then you move on and you're you're back to it's like the first rounds of the NCAA tournament. Everybody gets all giddy about them. Hey, upsets. We're gonna see some craziness. And then they get it and they're like, oh man, this screws up the rest of the tournament. It's like, all right, stop complaining. You can't have it both ways. So the beginning of the NBA plays, Mike Harmon off to a roaring start on Middle Finger Monday. Yes. You just wait, um, baby. <laughs> we get big days. We have big games. We have tons of stuff to get to. But clearly, the Celtics' last gasp victory over the Nets yesterday is, is still the biggest story. And we'll start with Kyrie Irving and his middle fingers and his cursing and all of that because – uh, that's the, you know that's something that even for Kyrie, maybe you sit back and go, huh? A couple of times during the game, very unhappy with the Celtics fans, said he was being yelled at during the game. He decided, I'm going to give it right back to you. A couple of different times, you know, sticking his middle fingers up at the crowd after the game was over. There's video and audio of him walking to the locker room. Fan yells out, Kyrie, you suck, and then Kyrie yells back to the fan. Uh, Something that we can't say. Yeah. Uh, and then in the post-game press conference, we got this from Kyrie Irving explaining his behavior and why he did what he did during the game. Let's take a listen. You know, it's nothing new when I come into this building, what it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me, and I'm going to have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan, but, um, you know, when people start yelling <laughs> and all this stuff, it's but so much you can take. Uh, as a competitor and um, you know we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach not nah, that's the playoffs this is what it is you know I, I've I know what to expect in here and it's the same energy I'm giving back to them 
All right, now, first things first. If he really doesn't want to do that for every fan, he needs the burger time. Blank you, blank you, blank you. You're cool. <laughs> blank you. You're cool. You're cool. Blank you, blank you. That's kind of what he needs to do. But here's where I'm going to zig when you think I'm going to zag on Kyrie Irving, Mike Harmon. Because I've okay. told you many times, look, the wild card the guy is and, and so many things and, and how unpredictable and unreliable he can be. Honestly, I don't care that much about his middle fingers and his cursing. I, I really don't. Because, number one, it's not like it's affecting him on the court. Clearly, it's not like if, if he had a game where he's worried about the fans and he's flipping everybody off and he's shooting four for 23 and he scores 12 points and has a horrible game. All right. No, clearly it's not affecting him on the court because he nearly was the hero yesterday. Hits the big three at the end of the the end of the fourth quarter. Thirty nine points on the night from he shoots great. I mean, he was phenomenal yesterday. He's also right about the fans. You know, fans have gotten much more emboldened in the last few years uh, about wanting to be part of the action with the with the players and wanting to yell at them and do certain things. And, and I get it. Players have, have gotten sick of it. They're kind of sick of, all right, now fans feel like they can do and say whatever they want to us. Some fans want to throw popcorn. Some fans want to be able to yell at them as they go through. There's so many things. So I get it. I get that the players feel like, all right, we're kind of we're being we're being singled out here even more so than before, and they get a little upset about it. I under, I understand that. I get that part of it. You'd rather he not do it. You'd rather he not you know spend time. All right, why, why are you flipping off the fans? Why are you doing this? Why are you getting them involved in it? But that's just who he is, and that's what a lot of players are. So uh, you know, I, I get his point with it. I'm sure he's going to get fined, and I'm sure maybe he gets fined a couple of times because you know he had four different instances of of, <laughs> yeah. of middle fingers and cursing. So. I, I don't know that he's going to get that one fifty thousand dollar fine for everything, but you know you'd rather him not do that, obviously. And, and it is a rude gesture when I see him doing it. And you know, there's a couple of kids that are behind him going, "What's that all about, Dad?" I mean, it's like, uh, oh man. But listen, it's it's a basketball game. Down, you know, they're yelling at him, and 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 people are yelling back. I, I, I it look I, like I said, I'd rather him not do it. But it's not like this is not the end all be all. It's not like Kyrie Irving is suddenly off the deep end. This is just part of who he is, and and it, this is not a shocking thing. This is not something that's taking him out of his game. I mean, like I said, look at the game he had yesterday. He was fantastic yesterday. He was the only net starter in the plus column. All right, that's how that's how well he played. Everybody else was terrible. He had a phenomenal game, and this just goes along. This is like I guarantee you, he walked off this game going, yeah, whatever with the middle fingers and the cursing. Yeah, I don't care. It's not like, boy, I'm really out of my element now, and I got I got to get refocus myself and sprinkle some sage back on the court whenever I play. No, he, th- this was part of what it is. I'm sure. I'm sure he's already let this go. Yeah, whatever. It happened. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm flipping off the fans and I'm saying what's happening to me, and I'm moving on. So I, I don't think this is the end all be all for Kyrie Irving. This is very on brand for him, clearly to say, "All right, hey, uh, look at what's being done to me." So I'm going to give it right back to them. On brand for him, but as far as the overall impact on it, eh, I, I think we're making a little bit too much of it. Well, but that. But that's the thing, right? As we start the playoffs and you start looking for storylines, you already had one in this, right? Remember him sitting on the court going, I'll be here as long as you want me. And then he was quick to bounce. It's it's The timing is is funny, right? I, and for those that haven't caught up on winning time, and I'm not spoiling anything because uh, you've seen the advance uh, for this week's episode, it's a lot about Lakers going into Boston for a game. 
uh, and dealing with fans. So, so you'll get a, a few minutes of what it was like back when Magic was a rookie uh, going into Boston and getting schooled by the veterans about what the town uh, was all about and how they spoke to uh, the opposition coming in. But for Kyrie Irving, yeah, it's it's certainly something Adam Silver wasn't hoping that would be the the start, especially the way the game ended, right? The frenetic play with a layup at the buzzer and everybody looking around going, what just happened? On both sides, mm-hmm. except for Tatum, <laughs> who, who scored it. Like, yeah! Everybody else looking around going, whoa, whoa, oh, yeah, whoa. Yeah. We, had, we played good defense. They're moving yeah. the ball. This is kind of crazy pace. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that anticipation, if you were going to score it like you were in a movie, right, that's one where the string section is really starting to get high and tight and all of that. See, we went and saw movies, Jason. Mm. We did a lot of that, a lot of musicals. So uh, that's on the brain. But, it, you know, now I want to score basketball games uh, with some music. So Adam Silver doesn't want to deal with this. You mentioned the fact that you have four different infractions. So let's see if he, he doesn't get a multiplier effect and have a big $200,000 fine before it's all said and done. Uh, But it also gets people juiced about the playoffs, right? And about this matchup in particular. And that's good for business overall, because they're still on some level in New York, lamenting the fact that neither Los Angeles team is here and around and that people are spending a lot of time dissecting Kyle Kuzma and LeBron James going back and forth on Twitter. It's like, no, 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 watch the games. Watch the games. Don't worry about what these guys are doing on Twitter uh, and commenting about their uh, other failures and how teams get built and whatever. A lot, lot of uh, little armchair quarterbacks and pokes going at the organization, but plenty of time to discuss that. With Kyrie Irving, he's the latest to just say, all right, I'm done with it. And players all season long, we've seen escalations. We've seen players get fans thrown out of games all season. Uh, we got to deal with people chaining themselves to things and gluing themselves to the court. That's a whole other part of the playoffs uh, that, that Adam Silver could do without. But for Kyrie Irving, he said his piece. And this won't be the end of it, right? We've got a long series ahead of us if game one was any indication. So plenty of opportunity for the Boston fans to be heard, and we'll see what Kyrie's next move uh, will be. Maybe he'll put a QR code on the back for a true message to fans like they did in those Central Florida spring game. Mm, so maybe, okay. maybe maybe he's got a whole biography online that you could read his true feelings of uh, when you respond to him courtside that uh, that that's going to be his response. The other being the vitriol, the anger, he can also channel the his inner Reggie Jackson. Remember, fans don't boo nobodies, which is why they're so <laughs> mad that he went away. Yes, uh, I don't I, see. I don't. I don't think he thinks about it that much. I. I, I, there's, <laughs> I just don't. I. I, I don't. I, I. I don't think Kyrie Irving lives any more than just five minutes into the future. You know what? We should all learn something from him. Then. <laughs> That's not a bad way to be. Not that you shouldn't plan for your future, but if yeah. this is the way you're also going to roll through it, I, I think that's kind of a pretty good way to go through life. Yeah, uh, it's it's a bad it's a I say it's it's a it's an unfortunate optic for the NBA. Anytime you have players flipping off fans, but if you said who's the one guy who's going to do it the most? Oh, it's Kyrie. It's it's Kyrie. It's Kyrie. And I, I I'm sure he didn't think about it. I'm sure he's you know he's frustrated at the moment, and then he went out and he balled. Right? That's kind of what Kyrie Irving does. No matter what happens when he gets on the court. He winds up balling, and and that's the one thing that's the saving grace for him and, and KD in this whole big craziness that's gone on with Brooklyn since they signed is that when they're motivated, when they get on the court, they're good. 
You know, there's just there's not enough of those moments, and they can't stay on the court because <laughs> they're not healthy. And Kyrie, you know, didn't want to get vaccinated, so he didn't play, and he had to wait everything out. So there's those moments. But as far as on the court, it's great. And this is where I got another something for you here on this. Uh, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Um, even though Boston won this game yesterday and the Tatum's layup was just phenomenal, it was watching, watching, watching Kyrie on that last play like Hollywood and Wolfman. Where'd he go? Where'd who go? Like, hey, if nobody saw Jason Tatum running by. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Brooklyn wins the next four games. Because the Celtics in this game, look, it's a lot closer to seven series. Uh, the East is a lot closer than, than, than the top of the West and the West is. Uh, they only got by in this game, Boston, because KD was just awful. And, and there's no way he has a day shooting like that again. Can Kyrie have another game like this? Absolutely. Absolutely he can. And they, you know, they got a little bit from their supporting cast, but it doesn't matter because in these early round games, uh, you, can, you can get by with two superstars. And uh, there's no way Kevin Durant has a game like he had yesterday. There's no way. And then conversely, when you want to look at the Nets, and the Nets got it from everywhere, right? I mean, the, uh, the Celtics got Celtics, it from everywhere. Yeah. I mean, every, Horford came out like he's 24 years old, like I'm going to dominate this game and score 50. You got everything you needed from your starting five. You had the star turn from Jason Tatum, and still it took this last gasp uh, play, which was a great play by the Celtics. Uh, it took that play to win this game. So I, 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 I look at this game and I go, man, Boston did everything they could. Their starting five was great. The Nets bench is actually a little bit better than the Celtics bench. Another reason why I can see the Nets doing this. And if, if that's the way that first game went, I can see the Nets saying, okay, we adjust a little bit. Kevin Durant shoots a little bit better. And the Nets can win the next four games. And, and suddenly the Celtics are going, what just happened to us? We won that huge game on in game one. We all touched the ball on the final play. It was a great example of teamwork. And we're losing to two guys because every game, KD's got 35 and, and, and Kyrie's got 30 and 15 assists. I can see a back door sweep for the Nets on this. Yeah, Robert Williams being out, certainly something shortens the bench and, and takes away a, a rim protector. Uh, I think as people saw Al Horford with his 20 and 15, they were looking, he have a kid? Because <laughs> he's been, Horford's look, he's kid, been right? in the league a minute, though. Like that, yeah. That's all I'm saying. It, it, like Not that he's old by any stretch of the imagination. But well, he's 35. Yeah, but, there's, 35. But, the, but there's those players that it's like, whoa, you're looking, like, that guy's still playing? Really? And, and we're getting used to a lot of the juniors making their way into things. So, hey, why not? But 20 and 15, is can he replicate that? Eh, probably not. Uh, Brown and Tatum are going to get there. Smart had a fantastic game. But to your point, I mean, KD, 9 of 24, a minus 13, only four boards, three assists, uh, and had a big six in the turnover slot. That's that's the other thing. They had 16 turnovers uh, in this game. So you expect that to be be cleaned up, and, and it goes back to something you and I, and, and again, in our evening show, talked about a lot. I, I warned you, they get in, look out, they're, they're, they're a problem. Well, it's her, for, for, team, for teams like the like the Celtics that you know, the, okay, they're they're going to be a problem. They, you What's know, their problem? I mean, it's the Eastern Conference. They're a problem for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, well, well right. I mean, look, the Bulls, the Bulls almost yeah. even even got a got a win over the Bucks, if not for some phantom foul call on Williams boxing out 
uh, boxing out Giannis and, well, MVP candidates getting MVP calls. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, one game in, though, it's great to be able to talk about basketball. By the way, you mentioned Kyrie and the vaccination thing. I'm sure Adam Silvers would rather talk about uh, – he's happy he would rather be talking about middle birds than uh, than that. I don't know. I think I think he's got a candy dish of tums on his desk going, Oh, we gotta talk about Kyrie. Oh, what happened? I was out of pocket yesterday, Bernice. What did I what did I miss? Well, Kyrie, wait, he played, right? Yeah, so what happened? Ah, oh, the the Nets lost on the last play. Oh, it's so exciting. The ratings must be great. Why do we have to talk about Kyrie Irving? Well, he flipped off the fans. Oh boy, okay. All right, well, I'll I'll figure out. Well, he did it a couple of times. Uh, okay. All right, great, great. Well, and then he yelled at a fan and cursed at him on his way to the locker room. Okay, right, I'll get on that. And then he cursed a bunch of times in the post-game press conference and said he's going to continue to do it as long as the crowd does that to him. Uh, you know, Bernice, I need a minute. I need a, I need a Diet Coke and a minute. Where's my Tums? I'm going to start swallowing them as I get ready to handle yet another thing with Kyrie Irving. He's going to be banging his head on the desk every day going, another thing with Kyrie Irving. Bang. bang. Another another day with Kyrie. Another and, day and, with Kyrie. And here he thought he was going to get an update from Bernice, as you put it, uh, mm. for from the Easter egg hunt for the kids and grandkids. Nope. Mm, man. But I'm telling you, watch out. Watch out for that backdoor sweep by the Nets. It's Early, they can, you know, the two of them can do it. Get ready for the Nets to continue to win. Uh, now a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something you actually want and something you can actually use, something like Cashback Match. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cashback. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. That's discover.com slash match. Limitations, they do apply. So much more to get to in the NBA. I can solve the warrior sudden problem that they have with, oh my goodness, we have so many good players. Uh, but coming up next, it's time for some NFL teams to start making some F-them picks offers. Some wide receivers now not happy. We have the new story coming up next right here. Middle Finger Monday, F-them picks offers. We, we, we got we, we to gotta be careful here, Harm. We gotta, yeah, uh, no, the dump button. Uh, yeah. No whammies, no whammies, That's no right. whammies. <laughs> That's straight ahead right here. The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Fox Sports Radio, The Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Groundbreaking runs in the family. Safety runs in the family. 
extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs, every member is waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. That's MBUSA.com. Well, on a Middle Finger Monday, happy Middle Finger Monday, um, uh, we got F Them Pick Stories. The profanity, the potential for that is running rampant Well, just celebrate responsibly. That's really all I can say. (laughs) Uh, We'll have more on the NBA coming up in a few minutes. We can solve Steve Kerr's sudden issues of, oh, what do I do? My ball has so many good players. Uh, But this story from ESPN's Adam Schefter today, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, all are going to skip their on-field work during the offseason amid a push for new Contracts. They all want new deals. We expected this, and none of them are expected to participate in any on-field work during their off-season programs. Titans and Commanders start their off-season programs today. The Niners start tomorrow. Now, they may report, but they're not going to be on the field because they want new deals. Um, let me say, this is a time to make an F them picks offer, right? That's what F them picks offers are for. If the Rams taught us anything, time to make an F them picks offer. And in order, Debo, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, because that's you make an F them picks offer for. Not when someone is dangled out there in a potential trade going, hey, come on, we're taking, uh, we're taking all comers here. No, no, no. You make an F them picks offer when you decide this is the guy we want and they may not really have plans to trade him, but they have difficulties and they have issues. Whether it's the Seahawks saying, oh, we love DK Metcalf, but are you really going to pay a guy $20 million a year when you have Drew Locke battling with Geno Smith to be your starting quarterback? No, you're not. So, yeah, F them picks offer. Same thing for these guys. F them picks. As good as they are, these guys are going to get paid a lot of money, and some of the teams may not have room for them. So this is when you call and you overwhelm a team and say, hey, Debo, he makes that he makes everything go in San Francisco. Hey, how about some picks for him? How about a, how about a first and a second and a third? How about, how about a first and two seconds? You give us back a third? How about this? How about a player? And then suddenly the Niners have no choice. And realistically, they, they say, all right, we either have to sign him and give him a ton of money or we take these picks, there's going to be at least five really good receivers in the draft, and this is what we do for the next few years now. We re- re- reinvent the team with a couple of new guys. Maybe it's Chris Olave, maybe it's somebody else, but there's five ready-made wide receivers to come into the NFL and be stars every year now. They're coming, in, they're coming at a higher level they ever came in before. So if you're a team that needs a guy like Debo because, hey, this is who this is who we like, and this is will fit in with what we do. Yeah, we're okay with giving up picks for him. And conversely, another team that may have trouble with their salary cap and and figuring things out for these stars. Yeah, they'll trade them and say we'll take our chances in the draft, and maybe we get somebody good. Garrett Wilson, look, anybody from Ohio State you can take, and you'll be pretty good. Uh, this is what this is this is how it works for everybody. We get the picks, you get the player, and we move on. But this is time now. You make those f them picks offers for these guys, and you go Debo right off the top. I really love that. Anytime you can just randomly mention one of the wide receivers, you're doing everything you can to hype up Wilson. It's like are you, you're trying to will him to the Jets. 
Like now, just, wait a minute. Now wait. You just I'm, keep putting I'm, it out there. You not. don't. You don't do the connection out front. But I know what you're doing. I see through you. It's all a ruse. That's the guy. Jets, go get that guy. No, no, no. Go Listen, this is guy. this is middle finger Monday. We are very blatant with what we're trying to do here. Look, if I if I wanted the Jets to get Chris Olave, I would say, hey, you know, I think Chris Olave is the guy. Let's go. Get, uh, this, this is this is this is a day to not to be so oblique and hiding what you're saying. It's it's got to be bold on middle finger Monday. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for the Photoshop into those uniform picks that you'll start uh, perpetrating and, and processing through your social media feeds later. Look, yeah, Debo Samuel's the guy wait, that... You don't I'm, think I'm going to put Debo in, in a Jets uniform first? That's no, the that, first one I'm going to do, well, is that, put Debo in a Jets uniform. I, I don't even think, even with all the picks you've assembled and, and because you stink, the great picks that you've assembled, uh, that you have enough for Debo Samuel. And if the 49ers uh, were to even entertain offers for him, uh, they, all, they all should get... Uh, uh, well, a bunch of middle fingers from their fans, because uh, obviously Debo ha- has you know talked about his social media and and folks really go into that bad side of fandom uh, and the ludicrous nature of things where we get race and and threats and all of that. Which he's playing football and he's pondering his future and trying to maximize his future. Every one of you does the same thing when you go to your job. So all of a sudden, you know, to, to go and turn on him uh, and, and make it, you know, this vitriolic, um, terrible situation. Uh, come on, let's, let's be better people. Uh, but for, for Debo, he's, he's different, right? The way they used him is different. Just because they had success making him this two-position he should have been all all pro in two positions, uh, and not special teams. Even I mean, we're talking running back and and wide out. I mean, what 136 touches? I think it was near to 1,800 yards and 14 total touchdowns. Just ridiculous to think you're going to be able to replicate that by just bringing in another wide receiver, right? You know, he fits the suit. Guys might fit the same athletically, but that that type of production and what he meant as a game changer in in both those respects. I mean, that, that is just hard to, to fathom that you're just going to find another guy. So in terms of breaking the bank and, and getting uh, a deal commensurate with Adams and, and with Tyreek Hill, who maybe McDaniel does some of the same things with Tyreek Hill down in Miami that they did uh, with Debo in San Francisco, which is one of the things to you know raise your eyebrows and wonder what that offense looks like for Tua in 2022. But that's getting ahead of myself. Plenty of time to break down uh, and analyze as we you know because as soon as we get the schedule released, we then have to do a week of shows on every team and what they're going to do. But and, and I say that uh, with my tongue planted firmly in the back of my cheek. But for Debo Samuel, he's the guy that you pay. And I think on the list you sent me, you had him on there twice. And the second time was in really bold, blinking font. Uh, as much as I love McLaurin, as much as I love A.J. Brown. And D.K. Metcalf's a guy that you, you've, you're a team. You, you've, he's a, obviously a, a monster when you can utilize him correctly. And that's the question of the teams available. Will you utilize him? correctly uh, that that would be in that situation to go out and make one of these power moves. But this is the time, right? You know, upsetting the apple cart, trying to replicate what the Rams have done. The first thing is everybody should try to see if they can get an unpaid internship to learn about salary cap management from them. Uh, and how to work through that. And then you get into the trading of picks because, let's face it, a lot of GMs have tried and failed at that for many, many moons uh, in in selecting the right guy and figuring out where they're at. For the 49ers, you've got Debo, and and while he's not up 
now and all those guys right they're all class of 2019 it also does behoove you to just get it done because you don't need that the seeds of discontent and malcontentedness coming in into the fall to where it becomes a distraction for the 49ers they're also looking ahead where they've got to deal with Nick Bosa's contract on the other side of things and decide where he fits and what he's worth in the overall pie uh, that is the salary cap. So plenty of decisions to loom. And, and for them, they at least have the, the grace that Trey Lance doesn't cost him a ton. And Jimmy Garoppolo, if the shoulder progresses, maybe he gets dealt and you, you run into the season with Lance and Sudfeld where you're not paying a lot to the QB position and you can redistribute and, and, and reallocate assets. But for these other teams, a little more hamstrung. Oh, they're never going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. He's just he's just going to be on the, the rest of his career. He's going to be on the Niners every year. It's going to be ah, maybe we trade Jimmy. Maybe we. He's going to be thirty eight years old retiring. Going ah, look at this long career. Every year he's going to be traded. Uh, but no, but take a look. This is why it works. This is why FM picks offers work, especially for wide receivers. Okay, I'm just going to go back the last two drafts and 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 tell you that these are the guys that were taken in the first couple rounds at wide receiver. And this year is another wide receiver rich draft, right? You had sure. Jamar Chase in the first round last year. Clearly, look, he was the best rookie in the game. Bengals got to the Super Bowl. All right, you go on. For other guys, Devontae Smith went number 10 overall. Jalen Waddell caught 100 passes. Kadarius Toney, when he was healthy, was fine. Yeah, and yeah, had, yeah. As right, soon as you but, have to caveat that out, we but now go, then you okay. Had, but, then, but then you had Elijah Moore, who was really good, right, for the Jets. I mean, Jets and Elijah. I mean, Elijah Moore was really good. So you're talking about four guys in the first round who were good. Then you go back to the 2020 draft, and it's Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb, and Justin Jefferson, and T. Higgins, and Michael Pittman. There's guys that Brandon Ayuk. There's guys that this is all in the first two rounds of the draft. So there's going to be four or five guys there again this year. So if you have, if you, if you struggle, and, 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 and you're worried salary cap-wise, look, the Niners came into this offseason over the salary cap, and yes, if they can somehow move Garoppolo, it will help. But you need to be able to continue to sign guys. You're going to stay at, at a high level. Um, yeah, you're going you're gonna to look at this and go, yeah, there's guys out out there, man. There's guys that can catch 90 passes the first time. Are the guys that could be a game a game breaker like Debo Samuel? Ugh, maybe not, but can we get a little bit closer and not have to worry about paying a guy that kind of money? Yeah, that's kind of the trade-off. That's why F them picks offers works because teams, you know, we want to keep everybody, but we can't. Alright, what's the one position that is always target rich in the NFL draft now? Wide receiver. So let's go get him. Right? Let's, all right, you, you, that's why the F them picks offers works because, hey, we're not just doing it just to give you blatant picks. This is, hey, this is going to help you, and this is a different way for teams to build. So because of this wide receiver, especially this year with what you have in there, if you don't want to wait and you want to say, we're, we're going to hit the ground running with, with Debo, we don't really trust that we can draft the right wide receiver because, you know, like teams like the Jets can't really do that. Well, uh, that's that, it. You know, it works, man. I mean, the wide, the wide receiver position is so deep now. And come in, the Guys come in ready to dominate, not just ready to contribute. They come in ready to dominate. Look, the, look, the Cowboys, hey, C.D. Lamb is great. Bye, Amari Cooper. Bye. Yeah, you, you need him, You need him, Cleveland? Go. We're good. We're good. We'll, we'll make it work with another guy, but C.D. Lamb is great. We can do this. We can move on now. This is, this is just business now in the NFL. Yeah, no, I, look, I, I appreciate the aggressiveness and anybody with the hubris to think, well, I did it once. I can do it again. Certainly. Uh, you, you think your formula is going to work. Ask Seattle how that's going for them. 
the last five years after what they had, one of the most magical runs of draft room uh, dominance that you've ever had. Hasn't, hasn't quite worked out as well. No, no disrespect to DK Metcalf. I'm talking drafts and, as a whole. Specific to the wide receiver, you know, you got your Nikhil Harry's mix therein. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge or two, tell, two Atwell and guys that are second-round picks that are, as of now, just guys. Right, so banking on the fact that you're going to get another guy to come in and replace anywhere close to that type of production game changer to where you've got to change up how you're scheming defensively, because that's the thing, especially when you're looking at Debo Samuel off the top there, Jason, is that it, it's not just, all right, one for one, we, we can replace the guy. And you might be able to replace some of that production. But are they going to be the same game changer that cause defensive coordinators to hit the extra tums? Right, that are going to cause them to shift how they're operating and open up other opportunities. All the domino effect. So I, I love aggressiveness. You know me, over the next 10 days, if we can get some more chaos in this silly season, nobody's going to celebrate it more than I will. <laughs> Just make sure that your, your GMs and coaches and everybody recognize, you know, you go big, you may go home a little bit earlier on those contracts. Well, and also, let, let's if, if you're making FM picks offers, let's not limit it to wide receivers. Call the Arizona Cardinals for Kyler Murray because you know he's available. You want an F, You need a quarterback? You don't want to wait? You know Kyler Murray's available. You can see the relationship is at arm's length at best. The Cardinals' response to Kyler Murray being upset and wanting a new deal has been no response. But no response. <laughs> hey, I, I, hey, hey, Kingsbury got an extension, even, and Steve Keim is still there doing look, nothing, as look, best we can tell. Even even when Aaron Rodgers was at his worst, you suck, Gouda Kunst, and you suck, and this whole place sucks, they were still calling him saying, hey, come on, man, let, let's sign a deal. We want to keep you here. That's not happening right now in Arizona. His agent was upset last week, pulled the previous offer off the table for whatever reason. They're not sold that, hey, this is the guy. Look, and I, I get, look, Kyler Murray, I think, is a little bit overrated, but is he still a periphery top 10 quarterback in the NFL? Yeah. So if you can get one of those guys, make an F them picks off of him too because you know the Cardinals are going to listen because if for whatever reason they're, they're at arm's length with Kyler Murray a bit, yeah, make that offer because you can get it. Now it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a Russell Wilson-type offer. It's going to be bigger than for a wide receiver, uh, but it's not going to be so incredibly large. Maybe you had a sign to a big contract. You trade in a couple of first round picks away, two firsts and a second or a two firsts and a, a, a two seconds and you get back a third. However it's going to go, he's available too. So don't limit it just to the wide receivers because you know if you need a quarterback, you can call the Cardinals. They'll pick up the phone and say, yeah, what do you got for us? Yeah, just a quick little branding note for folks that want to just attack uh, Kyler Murray for second half of the season failures. Make sure you insert a little picture of Kingsbury's smiling face with him. Because <laughs> that, that, that precedes any relationship with Kyler Murray. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. So there you go. On Middle Finger Monday, we have F Them Picks offers. We got nervous people in the studio right now pressing that great press that button, press that button. Uh, but straight ahead, we get back into the NBA where suddenly, after a big win this weekend that scared the rest of the NBA, the Golden State Warriors have problems. But that's that's okay. We're here to solve them. We can solve Steve Kerr's biggest issue. Coming up next right here, this is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, 
limitless answers. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Dan and the Danettes today. First Monday after a big weekend in the NBA playoffs. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about Kyrie Irving. Happy Middle Finger Monday, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, Steve Kerr really, really has problems. You would think, why does he have problems? All of it. Golden State Warriors were out to a big win in game one over Denver. And look, look, the Nuggets are playing without Jamal Murray. It's going to be very, very difficult. Uh, But now they have problems because Jordan Poole was so unbelievably off the charts in his first playoff game. What happens now? Um, what do we do? Steph Curry comes off the bench, you know, coming back from injury uh, and is able to, you know, affect the game pretty well. What do you do now? Jordan Poole needs a start. Steph Curry needs a start. Clay Thompson is starting. Uh, Steve Kerr said, well, let's not worry about that right now. Here's Steve Kerr. Not starting Steph. Was that similar to with Clay before? You didn't want the long break in between? Yes. Uh, yeah. And then how hard is it going to be to get Jordan Poole out of that starting lineup? Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's fine. Thank, thanks for that answer. Yeah, well, fine. But I can, I can, actually, I can actually solve this very easily for, for Steve Kerr. But it involves him having a very difficult conversation with a player, and he does not want to have to do that. Uh, the right thing to do is to bench Clay Thompson. He comes off the bench, and Steph and Jordan Poole start. Look, Poole is a much better player when he's starting, right? This guy's becoming a superstar in this year three in the league. And it's not that Clay Thompson is bad. It's not that Clay Thompson is costing them. But when you look at Golden State, without Clay Thompson, they started 29 and 9, right? The offense was humming. Everything was great. Clay comes back. The rest of the year, they go 23 and 20. And, yeah, you had some injuries, but you know what? Lots of teams had injuries. Memphis lost John Morant, and they still won a bunch of games. They won, like, 20 games in a row. Um, you know, it's not the Clays, but for whatever reason, this worked better when Jordan Poole was starting and, and alongside Steph Curry, of course. So it's difficult, and it's a tough conversation because, look, you know, Clay came back, and suddenly he was starting right away. The guy hadn't played in, in two years, and he's coming right back into the starting lineup. Boy, you could really ease the guy back in, and uh, you know Jordan Poole is really, really good. And what happened? Yeah, they struggled a bit. Now you saw them play a little bit together on on Sunday, the new death lineup that the uh, Warriors have, and suddenly it's, it's it's problems for everybody else. But that's really the thing. If if you need to really make this call, the call is for Clay to come off the bench. Really, what he does now is just shoot. So that that's kind of okay, you know, him coming off the bench of the second unit and, th- you know, think what, what he could wind up doing there. You could still play him together uh, when they have the death lineup or at the end of games, clearly you'll go small with a lineup. It'll work for you. But if you're talking about what to do, uh, yeah, Jordan Poole and Steph for the starters and Clay comes off the bench. Yeah, I think it's a very simple solution, right? You're the veteran. You you watched how this started to to percolate at the start of the season recognize where your value can be. I mean, he doesn't have to have the conversation. I mean, he, they've got a staff of like 37 guys uh, and women there that any one of them could be could be tabbed to go and have that conversation. They've got a lot of people for maximum player performance, mental health coaches, etc. Uh, Steve Kirk could pass the buck real easy. Look, this is the way we have to do things uh, going forward because – 
Jordan Poole has been fantastic. He's one of the breakout stars of this season, right? We talk about most improved players, and, and we, we got all the, the finalists for different awards, so folks were getting all excited and everything, right? So it's that kind of situation. Uh, and for Clay Thompson, he ended the season just tremendously, right? I mean, you look at those final couple of games, 36, 33, 41, uh, taking – a total of, what, 79 shots in those games. So certainly getting his up. And now you have the opportunity to do that, right? When you can have uh, a guy rounding back into his game and he's had plenty of time to get his legs under him, and then he can be that big a force in the second unit. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, you know, some, hey, swallow some pride. we got to figure this out long term after the season. But right now we've got a, an embarrassment of riches as we're trying to win this thing. All hands on deck and be a professional and, and recognize how this has to work for your ultimate benefit. You know, you can really tell that, that Steve Kerr does not is not want to be a guy to have this kind of conversation, right? Because when, when you, you have to have it, you think, boy, we were, became a dynasty with these guys. They were both so good and everybody is great. But eventually you got to make room for the younger players, right, when they come in. And, and Steph clearly is playing at a high level, still at a really, really high level. Clay Thompson's playing at an okay level. I mean, he's, he's, he's not terrible. He's not, you know, Clay Thompson is good. But if you can only start two of them, yeah. Uh, you know, you want Jordan Poole to have the ball in his hands and be able to affect the game across the board like he can. And, yeah, Clay's a guy, but he's got to be able to have that conversation. And I think he just keeps trying to kick that can down. Maybe something will happen and I won't have to have this conversation. Maybe Clay will, Clay will volunteer to come off the bench. I won't have to worry about it, but well, he's got to have that tough convo. Tell you what, he can go do uh, A Few Good Men or any other courtroom uh, drama and say, I can read these quotes that you made about Jordan Poole back to you. This is Steve Kerr to Clay. (laughs) You talked about his growth and where he's at and he's ready. I mean, we can't take him out now. Your words. I don't have to have it read back to me. I know exactly what happened in this. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. You know, you're the head coach. Steve Kerr's the head coach. Uh, that comes along with the territory. Uh, we got more NBA on the way coming up next. We look back at a big weekend. We'll tell you who's going to win the title. How about that? Fox. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.